well, shall we? At your leisure, you're the you're the, <laughs> m- the munchy boy. <laughs> At my leisure. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, peanut stuck in my throat. <laughs> Penis stuck in your throat. Pe- pe- yeah, there were several peanuts stuck in my throat. <laughs> Welcome to Namely Nineties. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So... Turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. All right, you're listening to Namely 90s. This is Andrew over there. That's Brandon. That's Um, me. We want to welcome you to the show. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter at Namely90s. That's with a 90s. We... We just uh, did our Halloween episode. I hope everyone enjoyed that. We certainly did. Um, and and it was sort of the prototype for our holiday episodes, which I imagine Brandon probably wants to say something about right now. I do. But also, you're listening to this on November 2nd. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't voted yet, pause this episode. Go vote. Maybe listen to us while you're dropping off your ballot. Um, but, yeah. you know, uh, don't mail it. Drop it off in person. Just do it. Go vote. And um, and, the, and if you're, st- I suppose there's a chance it could be November second, and you may still be somewhat undecided, which seems a little <laughs> bizarre to me. It seems like this one's a pretty pretty uh, open and shut case, depending on who you are. Um, regardless, it, it is very important to our democracy. Please do vote. Yes. <clears throat> And when you're done voting, if you feel like voting some more, um, you can do us a favor and visit namey90s.com slash holiday where you'll find a link to a Google form because we want to know what your favorite or least favorite holiday episode of 90s TV is for a special project we've got cooking up for December. You can submit now through the end of November. I'm saying American Thanksgiving. Um, So thank you for listening and for your submissions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what's new with you over there? Uh, well, so we're recording Friday the 30th of October. So yes. I watched the new episode of Mandalorian last night at midnight. Or I guess it was one thirty since we played Rocket League for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that uh, we did. Yeah. Um, so whole wow. It wow. If you like the Mandalorian, if you like Star Wars in general, you need to g- get Disney Plus and go watch this immediately because wow. But also, is it the wow. one, does it still have the uh, guy from Breaking Bad in it? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, he's not in the spoiler. He's not in the first episode, but, um, yes. Uh, Gian, Carlo Esposito yes, is, I believe is the big bad of the series or at least, uh, of the first season. Yeah. That guy plays a really convincing, like super bad dude. Yeah. Menacing, always menacing. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. had a guest spot on community as Chevy Chase's half brother. Um, which, and he also played, 
played evil in the first time he was introduced. Um, does it really well. It's just typecast, I guess. I get, and I, you know, it sucks when you typecast, but he, he's quite fantastic. Actually in the first, uh, I don't think I want to spoil who's in the first episode. That, that reminds me that you're talking about the typecast thing. I was mm-hmm. thinking about, um, well, just that reminded me of John Krasinski, you know, obviously from the office primarily. Uh, and then as Jack Ryan, have you seen that mashup YouTube video of like, it's uh, oh, what is it? Um, somebody, a Jim Ryan or something. It's like a, it's like a mashup of the office clips with Dwight being like ridiculous mm-hmm. and, uh, and John Krasinski. It's really good. I'll just send you the link. It's pretty yeah, hilarious. I heard about it, but I've never actually seen it. Yeah. But it funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other, other important things happening. Um, I just heard yesterday that tiny tune adventures, the animated series from the early nineties, is getting a reboot that's coming to HBO Max. Reboot. We should have like a reboot alarm that goes off every time we talk about the new reboot. Uh, no, I have to go find a reboot alarm. Uh, 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 seriously, it's like that's it, there's so many of them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so they're rebooting it as Tiny Toons Luniversity, uh, and they already have a two season direct order, no pilot necessary. Are they doing um, all this via distance learning by chance? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question i know probably recording uh recording socially distant from their houses um yeah any any news from you no no just um looking forward to the culmination of this election i i, I know that our world regardless of the outcome is not going to all of a sudden be a better place, but it does feel a bit like a powder keg out there and the emotions are high COVID, et cetera. So kind of looking forward to just ticking the box, so to speak, and moving past that portion of things. Uh, I've worn my, um, we have the facts and we're voting t-shirt for this episode. So, um, nice, nice, very good. Also, what I wore yesterday when I dropped off my ballot, dropped off my ballot. Yeah, um, yeah, mailing them. Apparently, they already lost like 10,000 ballots in Pennsylvania, supposedly. Uh, um, I mean, not just that. Some like uh, I think it was Michigan or Maine, one of the M Eastern states. Uh, Maine, Michigan. Their Supreme Court ruled that any ballots received after um, Election Day will not be counted. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. There's sort of political implications behind. So if someone says Literally everything, go vote, people are like, they, they assume that means something politically and it may or may not, but it's like, that is literally the foundation of our country. So yeah, go vote. And I know uh, it's like, Oh, the electoral college, the popular vote, the, you know, it, it, just, just do it. Just yeah. Do just it. do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's local, local stuff that, yes. uh, propositions, uh, statewide propositions. Um, it's more than just voting for president. Um, yeah, uh, actually, absolutely. Since you mentioned that, um, the, my favorite TV show of all time is community and they just, the cast got together to do a, um, uh, like a uh, reunion uh, ad for uh, the Biden campaign, but they're like, we're not going to endorse any one person go vote. And then it cuts to vote, <laughs> vote Joe. Yeah. I think the implication is that anyone who's like encouraging people to vote uh-huh. is trying to draw in like the more liberal voters, which maybe is true. Maybe undecided not. or the ones that, you but, know, uh, my point here is they're just jaded like, by the system. But like we talked about in episode three or uh, the, uh, what do we call it again? Uh, 
it was a Black Lives Matter episode. And it was yeah, like, you have to vote in your local elections, yeah. you know, because that's where you're going to have influence. The presidential election, you know, if you live in a state like me, Washington, my vote, as important as it is to vote, isn't going to influence the outcome because this this will be carried as a blue state. You know what I mean? I mean, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, as, as you know, the, the, there's a large section of the state that's red. It's just the populous part. Geographically, yeah. So that's yes. the thing. So, but, it, it, you know, in any, in any case, uh, vote. Is that, is that the theme? <laughs> I think yes. that's the theme. <laughs> well, that's, that's the theme for our organic intro. Um, yes. But let's, let's take you back to November 1998. On the second, Becker premieres on CBS. Do you remember Becker? Something about a, it was like a football coach or something. Was he a right? football coach? Uh, he was kind of a coach, wasn't he? It's no, that that was Cheers. He was a baseball yeah. player. Uh, oh. T- Ted Danson was a baseball player and then retired. To Apparently I don't remember it then. Becker, he was a doctor. Oh. Yeah. And then the girl with that really annoying voice uh, was his assistant. And then there's the blind black guy, um, but the guy that always plays the blind black guy. Did you say blind? Oh, you said blind. I think you said blonde. I, oh. like, I, I don't know who you're referring to. And I actually don't know who you're referring to when you mentioned the blind one. Okay. Well, I've, I, I watched Becker on uh, like daytime television on uh, repeats or during the day when I was like sick from school or something or during the summer board. Um, it's a very mediocre comedy. Um <laughs> But Ted Danson, it's Ted Danson. It's Ted Danson playing Ted Danson again um, from Cheers. And also on the second, J.J. the Jet Plane premieres. Threw that in there for you with the little kids. J.J. the Jet Plane. Yeah, it's not one we watch in our house. Uh, on the 14th, Dennis Rodman marries Carmen Electra. Remember that? Tori Was that romance. before or after he married himself? Uh, I for- completely forgot he married himself. Uh <laughs> That was before. Um, on the 18th, Powerpuff Girls premieres on Cartoon Network, and it is Hanna-Barbera's final TV show that they produce, I guess. Uh, that's a weird random fact that I wrote down a month ago and don't remember anything about. On okay. the 18th, uh, the U.S. sees the release of the Game Boy Keller. Yes. On the 19th. Cool system. Oh, yeah. I think we both had one. On the 19th, Half-Life is released for the PC. Uh, on the 20th, yes. the first module of the International Space Station, Zarya, is launched. And finally, on the 21st, Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, is released for the Nintendo 64. Oh, crap. This is a good month. Oh, yeah. Uh, and in the box office, we have on the 6th, we have The Water Boy. On the 13th, we have I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and Meet Joe Black. On the 20th, we have Enemy of the State and the Rugrats movie. And on the 25th, we have A Bug's Life and Babe, Pig in the City, which I believe is a sequel to the first Babe. Uh, and finally, on the Billboard charts, um, for the la- uh, nope, for the first week in November, uh, coming in from October, we have The First Night by Monica. Followed by mm. Doo Wop That Thing by Lauren Hill for two weeks. 
And then lastly, we have Lately by Divine for the last week of the month. Don't know any of those songs. I mean, I might uh, recognize them if I heard them, but but by title, not a freaking clue. Same. So I also included uh, a couple that are also lower on the charts for this week. We have uh, number two is One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, yes. Uh, number eight is This Kiss by Faith Hill. Number 21 is You're Still the One by Faith Hill. She was she must have released an album at some point this year. And number 25 is Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. Um, I, I just want to say about uh, Bare Naked Ladies, for a lot of people, it's like one week is the only song they ever did. But they're actually a really good band. So I feel if like I, you should listen to them. Yeah. If I Had a Million Dollars, I think was oh, yeah. a good one. Um no, I mean, their, their music is just like, I, I like their Spotify channel. It just just kind of shuffled songs of theirs. They're, they're pretty good. A two-time Grammy uh, nominee, I believe. Also Canadian. Yep. And they did the title song to, uh, the, the, what was that movie? Chicken Little. <laughs> There's a credential Rash. for you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, well, that is quite the comprehensive list of amazing things uh, yeah. to talk about. Yep, but we're going to start with the obvious one. Uh, the Ted Danson show? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're just going to do a Ted Danson retrospective from <laughs> Cheers through Becker all the way to The Good Place. Uh, and then all the way up to, we also can't forget about his uh, brief stint on CSI. Oh, right. I did Pretty forget that. Uh, and that was the main CSI, not not any of the yeah. offshoots. Yeah, the original uh, yeah. after, after Morpheus was done on there. Yeah, when his hair is completely white. Um, yeah, so the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, by chance? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I think it was named at some point in the recent few years the the best game ever. I, I think they've read some articles. I don't know who ranked it that. But, um, let me see. Ocarina of Time, best game. I mean, ever. it's certainly in my top five best games of all time list. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember which one. There was some sort of um, article back then. I can't remember it now, but I mean, it it was a really good game. It was one of the first, um, not the first. We talked about this with Mario sixty four, but one of the first sort of really great three um, D games, right? Yeah, uh, and like we said when Mario 64, when we talked about that, um, it was developed concurrently with uh, with Mario 64. Um, um, I mean, it's just so... It's got a great replayability. Oh, um, yeah. It's... Even with you know everything, where everything is and how to do 100%. It's perfect. I don't know what else it. to say. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, so it was originally going to be styled like Mario 64, where you just went into the main castle and then jumped into a bunch of paintings. Oh, I hate that. Right? Uh, so luckily, they pushed Mario 64 to come out early and then gave Ocarina of Time more development, um, which allowed them to have the open world and redesign oh, yeah. um, all that. One of the leftover paintings painting relics is uh when i think it's the forest temple uh as adult link um when phantom ganon comes yeah. out of the paintings and attacks you uh that yeah, was true left over from the painting stuff um also it introduced z targeting oh, which yeah. uh kind of defined um a, lo a lot of the zelda franchise going forward um which allowed you to target 
objects in three-dimensional space because before in Zelda, you just wait. <laughs> you could wait for stuff to enter your plane and then slash it. Um, yeah. But now in three dimensions, you had to, you had to like actually be able to strike something when it was coming at you from above. Uh, sorry. I remember the music too was, mm -hmm. was really good. Um, I, it was strangely missing the sort of classic Zelda music though, which was interesting, but it um, made a bunch of music. Classic. Classic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, um, I, I just think it, it, there were a lot of great puzzles. Um, it's just the overall story was pretty decent. Uh, the open world thing was always fun to explore. There were things to do, even if you weren't playing the storyline, like fishing mm -hmm. <laughs> or doing horse stuff, or whatever. So, Oh, um, I remember just for just years repeatedly um, playing that over and over again. But here's the thing. You never owned a Nintendo 64. Right. Well, not until college, I guess. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into the Legend of Zelda? Um, well, my next door neighbor at Jacob had it, obviously our friend. Um, and they, we always just played it over there. So it was like, that's what we did back then is we played the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you two did back then. And then because uh, yeah, so ja Jacob had the golden cartridge. So all the Zelda games, the first releases yeah. have gold cartridges or at least they used to. Um, but you guys kept talking about it so much. Um, and I had a 64. So I finally yeah. broke down and got it. And then I think this was right around the time that Majora's Mask came out. Uh, but I was still on Ocarina of Time and it was it blew my mind how good it was. Uh, that I became so obsessed that let's see, I purchased one of my first purchases after getting a job, um, saving up my money as a kid. Uh, I got one of those stupid songbird ocarinas off of oh, yeah. um, Nintendo Power, so I found that. Uh, never learned how to play it because it's a sweet potato style ocarina instead of what they have in the uh, game. It's shaped like it's shaped like the game, but it only right. has four holes. Um, just enjoy this for a second. <laughs> so that's uh, that's a songbird ocarina. Um, wow. Recently, I think in the last couple <laughs> of years, um, ThinkGeek had a uh, toy plastic toy ocarina with um, buttons from the game on it. So for those oh, wow. of you that can't see, it looks like the in-game Ocarina of Time. Uh, and it has uh, the C buttons. Is it? Do you blow into it or you just hold the button and it makes the sound? You hold the button and it makes a sound. And then here's A. So I could go... Yeah, you uh, would have that, right? <laughs> That's spectacular. It's it. It was it was really cool for the first five minutes that I had it, um, <laughs> and then yeah. So um, can you play Stairway to Heaven on that thing? No, just uh, <laughs> no uh, it bends notes, but you can't pitch them up as much as you could on the N sixty four. And it also has it does have pre programmed. Um, if I do it on the right setting.
So it has it has all the six note songs pre-programmed, but you can't. My one of my favorites was the Bolero Fire, yeah, uh, which was eight notes, and so you can't play that or you can't trigger that to play. Oh, what a rip off! Right? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna make it, let's make it here. Exactly. It should have <laughs> at least all the songs from Ocarina, if not also Majora's Mask. Yeah. Just saying. Um, Majora's Mask was kind of trippy, man. I'm telling you what. Yeah, I, that creepy I, ass moon. I mean, I th- I think it's a better game than Ocarina of Time. Uh, <laughs> it is no, like it's a be- it's a it's a bigger challenge. It's a bigger <laughs> challenge. It's uh, they had a little bit more time to put it together. Um, although they had to recycle assets, and we'll talk about this when Majora's Mask comes up. But um, yeah. it's it's a more difficult and um, uh, more developed game because they were able to. Understand no, I agree. The 3D there was some cool things. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, yeah, but as a first entry into uh, 3D Zelda, I mean, just absolutely spectacular. Yeah, Seriously. It, it defined what 3D Zelda was going forward. And so some people actually take um, umbrage to that. Um, Aaron Hansen of the Game Grumps uh, had a series called Sequelitis where he wrote uh, like 30 minute rants about um, his favorite video game franchises. And uh, he talked about uh, how Ocarina of Time ruined the original Legend of Zelda because the original Legend of Zelda, it was free roam. It didn't tell you where to go. Like I've tried playing it on my switch and it's just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so it's, it, it took away the sense of adventure because Ocarina of Time's like, Oh, go here, do this, go here, do that, go here, do this. Um, which kind of defined modern adventure games. But, uh, they, yeah, I mean, some of the older games are like incomprehensible. Like you, you can't figure out what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It, like it takes, it, it, you know, where it's like, I don't want a game that's so hard to figure out that I'm just not interested in playing it. Exactly. And uh, I think he's 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 a few years older than us. Just like I think maybe 35 to us being 31, 32. Uh, but he he experienced like the first wave of Nintendo games, whereas we caught the tail end of that and had Super Nintendo pretty much. Um, I mean, this may be controversial, but I think anything pre 3D is garbage. Just saying. But what about NHL 94? I mean, here's the thing. Like, they're playable, right? Um, yeah, you know, cars used to have eight-track players, and now they have, like, they connect to your phone and play Spotify. Sorry, better than an eight-track. You know what I mean? Like, there's I, I there's a certain nostalgia. There, there's a certain a nostalgia Super Mario Brothers to it, 3 is also on my top five games of all time list. So, I... Yeah, and everyone's entitled to that opinion. I'm just saying, like, when you look at sheer... I don't know. I, I just think 3d is, is the way to go. Um, and for you to say that it ruined the franchise, I think is a little bit, you know, oh, a little well, bit over the top. The other, the other thing was, uh, he really hated the, the Z targeting mechanic because of what it, it turned Zelda into. Um, cause before, uh, bosses, everything would just attack you. Uh, yeah. And then with the Z targeting, like the Stafflos and or the, yeah. the keys, they would you'd have to wait for them to attack you, shield, then attack them. And like I never realized that until watching this that 
a lot of the bosses just waste your time yeah. waiting on on you being having to wait for them to attack before you can attack. And why do we care what this guy thinks, by the way? Uh, he is, well, he makes some good points, one, and he's uh, one half of a very popular uh, Let's Play series called Game Grumps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Those, that's mm-hmm. a, a tremendous list of credentials. <laughs> It, it is for me. I'm just uh, saying, I, I mean, respectfully disagree. Yeah, that's all. Uh, he's it, and um, I don't know. I'll send you a link, but it's it's long to watch, but it's funny. It's it's yeah. a good it's a good essay because he well, one, he bashes Skyward Sword because it's a terrible game. Good. Thank and God. and someone uh, did <laughs> low hanging fruit. I know, um, but it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's a fun. If you have time, if you have a half hour to kill and you love Legend of Zelda, check out Sequelitis Ocarina of Time. Uh, and I also just wanted to mention the Water Temple because uh, F the Water Temple. Yeah, seriously, that thing is intense. Even though it gave us Dark Link, which was cool. You know, when I played uh, Ocarina of Time the first time, I was stuck for months on uh, the Water Temple because the stupid puzzles. Uh, there was like this. There's I I cleared a puzzle and it unlocked something in the floor like a block went away, but I didn't notice it for the longest time for months. I just kept walking around. I'm like, where am I supposed to go? And I was just supposed to drop into oh, this. That's hole. So frustrating. Yeah. Um, also, one more thing since we're on it. Um, so I have here the Hyrule Historia, which is the Legend of Zelda encyclopedia encyclopedia and uh, <laughs> Nintendo officially gave a timeline to uh, like all the games. Oh, so really? yeah. So Ocarina is like the pivotal game um, one, uh, where it divides off based on if Link won against Ganon or if he uh failed and mm. so there's three timelines where the hero is defeated the hero is triumphant and he returns back to the child era or he stays as an adult um which is interesting so like it all starts back at skyward sword and then blah 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 gets ocarina of time and then when if you if you lose in the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, you go to the Link of the Past and then to the original Zelda and stuff like that. Whereas the child goes on to Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and uh, the adult, um, w- the Wind Waker timeline is created, essentially. It's possible that someone may have too much time on their hands to have figured that out. Oh, I mean, it's for an official Zelda encyclopedia that Nintendo released. So I feel like they were paid for that. Yeah, well, you'd have to be. You would hope that one would be. Unlike what I sent you, which is an updated version uh, in the chat of the the timeline based off of someone's extra work. Post check that out. Post when I think this came out pre Breath of the Wild. Um, Yeah. Oh, and then Breath of the Wild is a return to form for the original style of Zelda, essentially. So I've talked a lot about Zelda. Anything else <laughs> well, you remember about that? No, I mean, I think that pretty well summarizes it. Um, an iconic game uh, overall, I would say. And I truly enjoyed playing it growing up. So it'll always go down in my, um, you know, in my mind as one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Uh, continuing on from video games uh, or Nintendo, I thought we'd talk.
talk about the Game Boy Color real quick. Or yes. as fast as you want to. I had the yellow one, I think, for the Pokemon Yellow release. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah. Remember, I remember you had an ugly colored one. Uh, <laughs> Ow, shots fired. Yeah, Jeez. well, because when I got it, the only options were purple and uh, clear purple, I think. Because I, I remember I got it before you did. Yeah, I remember it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, played that thing an awful lot. Well, you had a Game Boy Pocket, too, didn't you? No, actually. No, we never did. My brother had the original, and then I got the yellow one. Oh, huh. That was all. Um, yeah, do you remember any games? I, I, I only nice. remember playing the Pokemon Yellow version mm. um, on it. I mean, I'm sure I played other things, but that was the one I remember most. Yeah. I was excited about getting that. For me, it was Pokemon Gold and Silver. Um yeah, uh, and then also Pokemon Pinball. I remember it was pretty fun for that. It had a Rumble cartridge, or it had yep. a Rumble feature on the cartridge. Um, and then just a great looking Game Boy. Uh, yeah, you could play the old games, and you could get because um, it was backwards compatible, and it would semi color your old games for you. Was it backlit, or did you have to have a light for it? I think you had a light. I think for you it. had to have a light for it. Um, yeah, there was a. Um, there's either a pocket or a color that came out in Japan exclusively that had a backlight on it. Um, so it was a hard thing trying to play in the car when mm-hmm. it was like nighttime. Or, <laughs> you, yeah, know, or, you couldn't see the screen. Or when your parents had told you to go to bed and you're like, um, just a couple more minutes. But I remember I had the little like the little light that plugged into the side and it had like yep. a little curly springy thing and it would cast light over the uh, uh, screen. Oh yeah. I, 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 I think I had that too. I, I remember most vividly on my original game boy, I had like this really nerdy magnifier that flipped out and had uh, lights on. Oh, I under remember it. that. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. And then I also remember, uh, at the mall, um, up in the second floor in the kids section of Macy's or whatever it used to be, the Bon Marche, um, at, at Alderwood, they would have demo stations for Nintendo and the Game Boy Color, uh, for the longest time they had Link's Awakening DX, just come and play that, um, which I never really understood what Link's Awakening was until the, this past year uh, or the year before when it came when they remastered it and it came out for the Nintendo Switch. Good game. Uh, just wasn't nice. for me on the Game Boy, I guess. Yeah. Um, from there, uh, there's a couple movies that, that came out that I thought we at least touch okay. on. Let's do it. Um, I mean, I wanted to start with the Rugrats movie just because that's the one that touched me the most in 1998. Mm. I didn't touch them. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> uh, well, so the Rugrats movie, that was like the big hit. It was the big thing for kids at that time. Uh, I think it introduced the the new character, Dill, which is Tommy's younger brother. Uh, There's a reptar mobile that they rode around in and got their parents somehow got them lost in the woods or something. Don't Why don't know. I remember this? Uh, you were probably over it by then. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, the, there's the soundtrack. Uh, I had the soundtrack on CD and, uh, there, the Rugrats theme song had a, a rap remix that I was oh. really into. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
I remember it was like R Rugrats. R U U G G R R A A T T S. Take me there. I want to go there. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's surreal. Yeah. Thank you for that. Take me to that great place where fun never leaves there. That's as much as I remember, I think. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the plot of the movie other than um, I think they get lost in the woods. <laughs> because of bad parenting and yeah, then they get eaten by a coyote <laughs> well they're in the reptile mobile it, it okay protects them <laughs> and tommy has to i think he's trying to like leave his brother in the woods or something but then decides to rescue him or something i don't i i didn't prep on that uh another kid's movie was a bug's life all i remember is that i liked it better than ants and there was a fat caterpillar that talked like a german yeah, a um, silly we watched that movie a couple times with the kids. It's pretty funny. But have you watched the Woody Allen Ants movie? Yeah, you know, I, I remember seeing that a while back, and it's it's not good. It's not good. Uh, um, and then The Water Boy. You know, that's not a movie <laughs> that I think I've seen in its entirety, but <laughs> I just remember it being a bit outrageous. And that was why when I was watching that the Adam Sandler movie, uh, mm-hmm. um, the Halloween one, like when he started doing the voice, I was like, I just can't do a movie <laughs> where he's going to do a voice the whole time because it's uh, such a dumb voice. Oh yeah. Cause he's playing like a, a yet again, a, like a slightly slow person. Like, isn't that at some point, isn't that going to become offensive? Like everything it, else is, I believe it is offensive. Okay. All right. Good. I, I mean, not good, but I mean, the only, the one thing that I re- really remember from that movie is Rob Schneider's character that plays like the yokel. That's like, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. That's too funny. Yeah. And then, uh, I, there was something about, um, medulla oblongatas, uh, and how gators either have them or don't have them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and is that the same guy? Is it like the older black guy what was his name do we know his name oh no is that carl weathers though i don't know from the um, mandalorian <laughs> let me let me see i don't think so and i need to know oh, henry winkler was the coach yeah but that wasn't the guy who said the thing about the medulla oblongata was it no you're right oh uh are you just asking if it's the same black guy from uh from that movie from the other movie happy gilmore i can't remember now i'm confused i don't know if he well i guess we'll have to come back to that because i can't remember it. i'm trying to look it up but it makes for bad uh, uh search history oh, i don't yeah. see i don't i don't see any black people in the maybe cast. I'm thinking about the guy maybe he was from carl weathers happy... was in happy gilmore as his coach. i think i'm thinking happy gilmore yeah Happy okay. Gil- or Carl Weathers was the guy that didn't have the hand and then it got yes, off by yes. the alligator. Yes. Was that really who that was? Yes, that was Carl Weathers. Oh, gosh. I just don't even know what I'm doing. Um, But yeah, I, I, it was one of his professors. So yeah. In in weird that they would feature alligators in both movies. Right. Right. No, I think it's kind of like a running gag. I, I guess so. Um, That's too funny. Yeah. Well, seeing as I didn't really see what time we started this episode, I think we're winding down. Yeah, I down. think we may have, uh, we may have, yeah, we, oh boy, yeah, I think we're good. Um, 
so yeah uh that's it for this week's edition of namely 90s uh remember you can find new episodes out every monday and please don't forget to visit our website namely 90s.com slash holiday to get that google form and submit your favorite or least favorite episode of 90s holiday television now through american thanksgiving you can find us on twitter at namely 90s with a 90s or find our personal accounts at b shorty and at namely andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes or what we missed in your favorite episodes so far um and please subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play spotify youtube flashpoint deezer tune in iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts at i'm brandon that's andrew and we will catch you next time